baseball is back, and I'm harder than an at-bat against Jacob deGrom. It's a 60-game season, and much like the night I parted with Lenny Dykstra in 1989, let's just see how this all unfolds. Maybe it'll be a disaster, possibly see a dead body, but every time I wear that puka shell necklace of Dykstra's teeth, I'm reminded of a great story. That story? Baseball! Exhibition games, top stories, and the opening day in the NL East. Let's finally get underway. This is the Un-American National East Coast Baseball Podcast. Hey, Rhett. Hey, Chris. Hey. It's, it's good been to a talk while. to you. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. A long, long time. Wow. Yeah. Probably about almost four months. About four months, yeah. Well. We were so happy back then, but now yeah. we're now happy again. That's that's true. Yeah. That's true. So, hey, baseball's back. Wow. It, it almost seems like an impossibility, but now, uh, you know, Korea did it, so now we're like, yo, let's be Korea. <laughs> There's a lot of things that Korea did that the United States never, never they got they, they they got one thing though, like <laughs> yeah, the one thing we took from their example. Yes. In fact, we made it better. I would say like Korean baseball is like super like weird with like uh, American uh, broadcasters uh, talking from five thousand miles away at five o'clock in the morning and no. Oh yeah, that part was bad. And zero uh, fake audience cheer. And I gotta say, I'm in the minority here, but I kind of love it. I like the fake audience cheer too. Love the fake audience cheer. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I think it's really. I don't know. I think it's weird if uh, if it's super quiet. And I think if you want to hear, you know, the players talking or screaming or whatever, mic them up. Yeah, and you know, like, I think you'd be able to hear a better sound of a trash can being banged than. Hey. Not, oh. <laughs> I don't I know if you. the. I don't know if the thing is gonna be that loud. What the, the 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 piped in crowd noise? Oh yeah. Uh oh man. Uh the Saturday's uh exhibition game of uh the Phillies and uh was it Na- no Phillies and not Nationals. It was Yankees? Orioles? No, Orioles. when it was at Phil when it was at Philadelphia. Oh. Um yeah, it was the Orioles. And uh they didn't have the sa- piped in sound. Uh, yet and uh mccutcheon is up at bat and then all of a sudden they turn it on <laughs> but it was just all feedback oh god at like a giant stadium eventually <laughs> like they're all just like uh like as it's just going <laughs> i wish i had a sound effect for that one. Oh wait yeah nope there we go okay something like something like that yes so, uh, before we get into stuff, just more banter, how, how's your week been? You been doing anything? Uh, not, not really. I took a nap on, what day is it? Mon- Monday, I took a nap. Oh, cool. So, that was cool. I, and, uh, yeah. I got, I got, I got, you know, my Phillies masks in, uh, the mail, so I've been, uh, social distance, t- uh, antiquing myself. Oh yes, yeah, yes. Outdoors, gloves. Out, out, yeah, the outdoor antique markets. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are hot. Trying to find an ottoman, you know, 
Oh, uh, uh, yeah. No dice, though. Doesn't look too good. Ironically, I was trying to find dice, but found an ottoman. Oh, wow. Say, yeah. Uh, <laughs> some gift of the Magi stuff there. Okay. <laughs> hey, we we have piped in crowd noise too. We piped in crowd noise too. Uh, someday we're gonna steal your audience. All right, so let's start. Let's get into like the first topic as we yeah, kind of already got into uh, exhibition games. Exhibition games. So the Phillies played first, I think. They played first, unbroadcasted. Yeah, that was it, lame. Broadcast it. So I think here's what happened. So that's the Phillies bell. Yes. Liberty so bell. I think here's what happened. Uh, M A S N, which is the broadcasting company of both yes. the Orioles Mason. Mason. and the Nationals, said like earlier in the week, uh, they're not going to broadcast the games. And because the way it works now is that away broadcasters have to um, get the feed from the home stadium. Right. They can't, um, if there's no feed, then they can't broadcast. So NBC Sports Philadelphia didn't uh, broadcast it. But then, like two days before the game, they go, MASN goes, yeah, we're going to broadcast them. So, so what happened was, <laughs> was that, um, if you lived and so NBC Sports didn't have enough time to set it all up. So That's the Phillies broadcast. Yes, the Phillies broadcast. So all this is all just a theory by the way, but I mean it, it makes sense. Um is that because uh NBC Sports didn't have time to get all the, their own broadcasting stuff set up, what ended up happening was it was broadcasted only in, you know, DC uh and uh sorry, so only broadcast is in dc and then as a result no feed into philadelphia and because it's a blackout uh city for phillies games even though mlb.tv was advertised as hey you can ch- you can watch this game if you lived in philadelphia you couldn't watch the game because it was a phillies game yes that's and so dumb but so it was broadcast a little bit it was broadcasted but only to half the audience and the worst part of it was was that on Facebook, MLB TV was putting in uh, clips of what happened. So, like, <laughs> you're just seeing all of a sudden, like, uh, Harper and uh, Gregorius's uh, bombers out. And then, like, we're just like, oh, must be nice. Must be nice to watch that. <laughs> so, yeah, that happened. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, but, you know, Philly's looking good. They're looking good. Yeah, they are. Um... Looking tense scary velasquez lo- looks great Whew, what's man. going on there uh two words brian price that's who he's a new pitching coach new pitching coach i think he was like this sort of i think velasquez was their person that they kind of keep into the chest mm. like i think that's um brian price's uh ace in the hole that like no one was expecting i thought it was gonna be zach eflin but it looks like velasquez is coming out like to be like hey I'm Mr. Three or Four. Well, it could be both, right? You have two spots to fill, right? So I think what's going to happen is is uh, Bryce Harper came out and said, you know, he's basically been the unofficial GM of the Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> I know. <Yeah. laughs> um, there is a prospect right now 
uh, Spencer Howard, who is like maybe even past the next Aaron Nola. Like we're talking like Soraka numbers. Um, because uh-huh. of this whole stupid um, you know clock thing, they're going to wait like a week uh, to put him in the lineup, probably. Uh, because for every minor league player cowards. that hasn't played at this Just show yet. It. What's that? I said cowards. Cowards, yeah. Just, the, come on. The clock doesn't start if you put in a minor league player that hasn't played in the show yet. It doesn't start for this year if they start s- after six days of this season. Yeah, it's it's a huge... In fact, Chris Bryant sued the Cubs for because of this. Yeah, and he lost. Um, it's because uh, it's, it's in the rules, but it's a terrible, terrible loophole that really fucks the uh, players. Yeah, it's gonna end up being like a thing, like why there could potentially not be baseball in twenty twenty two when Definitely. the you know new contract player association contract comes up. Yeah, it sucks, but uh, it's worth fighting for. I would say. Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, Brody Van Wagenen famously said last year at the beginning of spring training like you know if pete alonso looks good we're not going to do that and then they didn't but yeah. they could have but they could didn't have. so now the mets do not have an extra year of pete alonso but you know that's okay he'll be like i mean he'll be good hopefully still then i mean it's like six years from now or something like that so yeah, yeah. i would i think it was good that the mets had him for those extra two weeks or whatever it would be yeah if it wasn't for uh Diaz. also it's good for him you yeah. know like you know he got you know, rookie employed. of the year Totally, you know, I'm never, you know, employers, come on, especially like hugely rich employers, come on. Yeah, it seemed like the Mets were ready to go to be, to compete last season, so it's like, why, why hold that back? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, this season I get, I get it with, also pitchers are easy because like, you know, Pete would have been in like 14 games or, I, I don't know how long the actual thing is, but several games whereas a pitcher would maybe like miss like one game oh there's even something that's even worse happening right now um josh harrison uh of the phillies uh just asked to be released and he was he was because something as shady as well as i believe ken rosenthal wrote about it said uh basically uh there is they want him they wanted him to sign a contract that said even though you're entitled to this third of um this third you know prorated rate of your contract if we decide to release you we're only going to pay you for the amount of days played huh damn yeah and he's like i'm not doing that and they're like yeah okay <laughs> dude josh harrison used to be good man i don't know what yeah. happened that was gonna be awesome he was gonna uh i think it, he was really bad was, last year he was really really bad yeah last year but as a bench player and replacement for anybody in the infield it would have been good uh because yeah, now all we basically have is, you know, six days into the season, uh, bomb, and out bomb, and uh, or boom, and uh, what's Tom his name? Boulevard. I'm freaking talking about him like crazy. What's his name? Uh, Neil Walker. Oh yeah, Neil. Yeah, he just got great. his contract. Yeah, dude. I mean, you got to go Neil Walker over Josh Harrison at this. Of course. Point. Yeah. Yeah. You know what are you gonna do? Anyways, okay. I wouldn't be surprised if the Mets signed Josh Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, Mets apparently. made a couple of really stupid signings, uh, but 
Hey, I don't know. I mean, people are people were starting to think uh, from what I read today about the new Mookie Betts rumor that uh, Mets were going to go after him. Oh, I know, I know. Especially if they had a new, uh, a new uh, owner. Yeah, new owner. Yeah, didn't work. I mean, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah. Anyways, we'll get to that later. We'll get. To, we'll get there. We'll get, just hold your horses. Everybody. Okay. So you want to talk? Uh, you know. Mets, uh, you know, playing t-ball with the Yankees. Meet the Mets, meet the Mets. Step right up and greet the Mets. Yeah, so they played two games against the Yanks. They're crosstown rivals, and they were not as close as I had hoped. Home run especially, der- yeah, home run derby, especially the home second run game. derby, man. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, when that... Giancarlo Stan home run. It was, it was Stan, right? Uh, when he yeah. knocked it up into the bleacher seats, and then just you just see down. the ball slowly slinking down. It's yeah. like, it's this. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, so, like, you know, you can't put too much. Uh, no, yeah. You can't it's... put too much emphasis on exhibition games like this, but I was surprised at the lack of offense in that second exhibition game, especially. It was like 6 to 0 or something like that. Um, yeah. The first game was actually, it was a decently close game, and then good pitching matchup, Porcel yeah. versus King. Yeah, it was like not bad. It was like I think it was like three to two going into the eighth or some or the seventh or eighth or something like that. And I thought and then, it showed to everyone in Queens like, hey, Porcello, he's not going to be your like, well, lazy limp limped in number five eventually go to the bullpen. Like he's like he's there and he can, he, he's like a solid three or four. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean he'll have to be. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then they they they're, they're there's this lefty reliever Daniel Zamora. I liked he he came up in eighteen. He was good then. I thought. I think. I mean, let me look at his numbers. I think he was good in eighteen somehow. I mean, it was a tiny sample size, but um, in eighteen, yeah, he had, he. Eh, he only pitched nine innings, but he only had a three ERA. Eh, it's tiny sample size. So, anyways, uh, he was worse last year, and then he got rocked in that game. So, uh, sorry, Daniel. I don't think it's happening. Yeah. So, but that game would have been kind of close if not for that. Also, there were like four defensive errors in that game. Yeah. Uh, which was. Two of them were by a dude who's like definitely not going to be on the roster. Yeah, it was all the third baseman guy. Yeah, what was his name? What Max Moroff. Yeah, Moroff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, if you yeah. can't get the if you can't get the ball to first base, that's yeah. Oh yeah, it was rough. It was yeah. rough. It happened I mean, like back to back too. It was like oh god. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know, man. That second game, like they didn't hit at all. I don't know. I don't know. It was a little bit concerning but we shall see well wait well the thing about that was that like there was the the grom inner squad game earlier that day like was even like people in Mm. were 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 like was the actual starting rotation starting lineup even in yankee stadium they definitely were and i'm maybe they weren't in that sim game Mm. yeah they were they were playing man i mean it was kind of an a a lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the fucking Mets will not stop putting Robinson Cano, 37-year-old Robinson <laughs> yeah. Cano, in the third spot of the lineup. 
It's he, it's the, insane. I mean, it's got to be either like a gentleman's agreement or literally in his contract or something. From what I heard from the internet dark web is that Cano is like BFFs with Brody. Yeah, yeah. And like that's what's going on. And like apparently Rojas is even like, "Eh, I'm not going to comment on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's really kind of dodging it. He's much better at um, dodging questions. Like here's the thing about being the manager of the Mets. (laughs) You can't speak freely at all. So you can only say certain things. And Mickey Calloway was just looked like the biggest fool in the world when he would try to say what he was like told to say Rojas I feel like at least gives you the impression that he knows like he knows that you know that he knows because he's the manager of the minor league team so like obviously he knows the politics oh yeah 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 but I think he's just not as like I don't know I think he's probably more confident than Mickey Mickey never seemed very confident and if he did, it was unfounded. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you would imagine, like, probably the reason he's so confident is because, like, you know, every prospect that is currently now in the lineup, like, played with him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's like he knows the players, he knows the politics, he knows everything. That's why, yeah. you know, you know, how about uh, not getting, what was his name, Beltran? Not Beltran. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I think I, I've always, I liked rojas as a as a choice i like beltron too but uh definitely was up there for me Rojas. so uh let's see here so yeah that's mets mets looking i think mets looking pretty you know impressive they're uh you know just looking at uh porcello or porcello porcello Porcello. i've heard porcello yeah like they're looking they're looking pretty good uh rotation and lineup wise and I definitely got to say that Familia is looking like a really good middle reliever. Oh, dude. Yeah, that was the best thing to see in these exhibition games is Familia looked really, really, really good. And um, as a Philly fan, I was very happy to see Batances not doing so good. Yeah, we'll see. Apparently, he hit 96, which is which is pretty good. I mean, that's like about what you would hope. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll see about Batances. But dude, if uh if Familia is good and and Diaz is not as horrible and Batances mm-hmm. is okay, like the bullpen actually might not be the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Like Mets have a solid bullpen. Yeah, who would, who would have thought? It's it's pretty surprising actually. Lugo looked insanely awesome uh on Sunday or mm-hmm. Saturday, whatever it was. Yeah, he looked great. Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely problem with the uh, Phillies right now is lack of bullpen. Yeah. We, like, Phillies just released Francisco Liriano. Oh, yeah. And it, like, it, I, there's the official reason. Um, I forgot what it was, but I think it had to do with that. Um, I don't I think they wanted to send him down or something like that, and he just had asked to just be released then. But, what I've learned uh, playing MLB The Show is I think the reason for it was really happening is because I'd say 90% of the good side of the bullpen is all lefties. And oh. Francisco Lindor is also a lefty. And I Liriana. think he was like, Liriana, I think he, uh, he was the least 
like good of the lefties. And I think the problem is with the three man uh, minimum batter rule is that a lefty is going to get, you know, screwed, especially if they have a slider, like as their breaking ball. Right. So I mean, we got right. Adam Morgan back. Uh, and he's a righty, so he'd be like he's gonna also he's gonna be there. Uh, but Suarez, um, damn it, what was it? What was it? Suarez, Sanchez, and uh, not Adam Morgan. Adam Eden uh, are Adam all lefties. Adam Eden is on the Nationals. No, damn it. I think you do have Adam Morgan. No, Adam Morgan. Ugh, it just it's not like I just played this like freaking twenty hours. <laughs> Hang on, pitching. Yeah, Adam Morgan is a pitcher. Adam Eaton is an outfielder for the Nationals. Yes. There's No, Tommy Hunter. Thank you. Yeah, Tommy Hunter's back. Adam Morgan was always there. Oh, Tommy Hunter, our high school classmate. Oh, yeah. Remember that dude? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> That's squad. He's on the Phillies now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, like, all of... Um... Pe- people listening will think that we actually went to school with this guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but the yeah Ranger Suarez, Jose Alvarez, and Adam Morgan, and I also believe Nick Pavetta are also lefties. Damn. And then Hector Neris and Tommy Hunter and Victor Arano are are only good righties. Mm. So it's three. So you're talking is about like, back. What's up? Is Neris back? Yeah. Oh, is he was he on the IL? I think oh. he had COVID, dude. Yeah. Or he tested positive. Maybe he was asymptomatic. Yeah, he's on the he's on the COVID nineteen injured list. He's still out. It just says ten day TL. I don't know. Like it'd be fine. But but has he has he been in like these games? Uh no. What? Yeah, I don't know. Can look into that. Yeah. Also, Ranger Suarez and Tommy Hunter. Shit. Ranger Suarez is a is new, right? He's like a prospect. No, he's not. No. Ranger Suarez is, I think, a seasoned player that got in the bullpen oh, last season, be. I think. Might be. I think it's like a... I think I have in the rotation notes. Ranger Suarez. Oh, no. He has two years of MLB experience. So okay. All right. He's, not... he's 24. Well, okay. So he's young. Yeah. Youngish. I thought he was going to be in the rotation, but now that, I, now that like, the way everything's looking out, definitely, like, Pavetta and Suarez are going to be in the bullpen... Oh, Pavetta's a righty, excuse me, but Suarez is a lefty. Right, and maybe Vasquez. Velasquez. Yeah, and Velasquez is, is clear, at least for the first six days, going to be in the rotation. But it's right. so weird now, like, with everything that's going on, because, like, I think maybe at best, like, each team only has, like, one four-man series, one four-game series. Like and mm. everyone's going like here's two, you have to play two games and three games and three games and two games stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know how the five man rotation is even going to work. What do you mean? They'll just play. Well, I mean, like let's say you have a three game se- series, yeah, followed by a two game series, yeah. Uh, would you put your three spot on day three, or would you put your five spot on day three, and then three spot on the first game of the two series following? I guess it depends on the teams, like. The, you know, the Rays always do weird shit with their pitching. Mm-hmm. But the Mets, I know, would, would just pitch straight through. So, like, you know, if the if they have DeGrom on game one of the Braves and then four games or three games later it's game one against the Yankees, they would pitch Steven Matz. Yeah, but, like, with, like, 
every single it's either you're playing a really difficult team with this 60 with this 60 game season you're either playing a really difficult nl east al east team or you're playing a really shitty team that you need to win to stay competitive I know, so but it's like... there's nothing you can really... I mean, you can't pitch those starters unless they pitch less, but you can't really pitch them on less than, like, three days rest. Less. Yeah. So, like, at best, you could maybe have them pitch game one of a game and then game two of a... I mean, game one of a series, then game two of a, another series, maybe. But, wait, is that how it works? No, See, it, they would pitch thinking... game two anyways. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I said is what I said is what I meant. Here's what I think. I think that what's going to end up happening is, um, especially once this whole season plays out the way it is, and like needing to get your one and two spots, like getting W's, is that I think that the top guys in the rotation are going to end up playing longer, and the guys in the lower rotation is when you start seeing the best of the bullpen playing. You mean like they pitch fewer innings starters, or how do you mean? I think they're going to save the bullpen, the guys in the bullpen, for when it's three through five starters. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. That's that's the goal every time, I think, with a yeah. good starter. Try but with only 12 as as spots, like, you can see how you can kind of get screwed, for instance. Like, you know, you just saw it, like, the other day with, uh, you know, against the Orioles with Fulte. Oh, um, yeah. Like, even though he's probably, like, the three spot, I guess, until Cole Hamels comes back. Right. Uh, that you know, if Dude, he, he might be two. Nah, no, nah, they have Max Freed. Yeah, yeah Max Freed. Be, you know, obviously Sirac is gonna start, and then Freed, and then, you know, with Fulty, like something like that happens, and then next thing you know, you have to go to your bullpen, for like five games, but uh, five innings. Oh yeah. You know, oh, no, you're four totally and five spots you. the next day. It's kind of like shit. Especially because, yeah. like, you know, as the the saying is, like, every game is like losing. It, every game you lose is like losing two point seven games. Two point seven. Basically, like losing a series. Really? 60, 60. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, it is. She. I know, right? So it's kind of, I especially read, yeah. with this, like, you know, the expanded roster, it, it's clearly all going to go to the bullpen. Yeah, they should. Yeah. And especially because everybody's like DH. Uh, right. Both sides are DH now. It's like, you know, like for the Phillies, for instance, like, why would you have both uh, uh, Josh Harrison and. Uh, damn it, Neil. Neil, yeah, thank you. Neil Walker's <laughs> uh, both on the bench. Yeah, 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 yeah. Neil might get some starts, man. Neil is going to get some starts because they're going to have to rest some people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Mets had signed this dude named Matt Adams to a minor league deal um, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? I think they signed him before, like, like in the winter, like in, in before COVID. Uh. But he's like, he's kind of he's a first baseman only. He's like a power hitting, low OBP, low batting average first baseman. And we already have two players who can like pretty much only play first base. I mean, Donald Smith can play some left field, but it's not ideal. So I was like, I don't know what they're doing here. And uh, they just released him. I think it was like a like I think it's like a thing like these past couple days. It's like the deadline to release players or not but they just released him and then the Braves signed him immediately I think he was a Brave previously or maybe he was a National I don't know anyways the Braves signed him immediately and he hit the hit the walk-off homer last night in their exhibition game 
Uh, speaking of wait, Braves or Nationals? What were we talking about just now? I mentioned both, but I was talking about the Braves. Okay, the Braves. So yeah, let's talk about let's talk about the Braves for a second. Talk about the Braves. Here, here we go. Hold on. Games that yeah. just been. Nice. I love that. Uh, so. I just love it. Braves and Marlins. Braves and Marlins just starting their exhibition games. Uh, oh, and the Marlins too. We're talking about. Yeah, I guess yeah. We're talking about. That's the best one. Mm-hmm. So, last night's game, which would have been Tuesday. I'm still in COVID time. So Today like, is what, Wednesday. Yeah, okay. So, Tuesday, uh, first game of both Nationals and – not Nat, Braves and Marlins is, is – Marlins is – First of only two exhibition games before kickoff on Thursday or Friday. Friday, <laughs> yeah, Friday. Yeah, before um, tea time. Yeah, so – Kind of, uh, kind of uh, some impressive numbers on Marlins, and yeah, uh, you know, kind of shutting down as we were saying, Fulty. Yeah, I, as I've been saying, I think the Marlins can hit, but yeah, they definitely. lose games because of the defense. Yeah, much as like we were talking about that, what's his name, uh, Mykoff from the the third baseman, uh, guy's definitely not making the team. Sorry, Mora. What was his name? Mott? Not no. Moroff, thank you. Moroff. Like, it's yeah. the same. Mike, si- Mike Moroff. Yeah, like, it's the same sort of situation. Like, you know, if you get, you know, you lose games, you know, if the third baseman shortstop can't stop the ball and get it to first. Right. And as well as with the Marlins bullpen. Like, so. But, Dude. hey, you know what? They got prospects still. The Marlins, you mean? Yeah, six does. Six does eventually. Oh yeah, six does. Yeah, they have a lot of prospects. Totally. Isan Diaz. I mean, mm-hmm. he's in the show, but he's still kind of yet to reach his potential. Yeah, dude. Yeah. For, the Marlins. I don't know what was going on, but the Orioles. I guess they didn't want to pay him, but the Orioles uh, cut Jonathan VR, and the yep. Marlins signed him. Awesome signing. Crazy. I wish they awesome had signed him. Signing. Yeah, cool. I don't know why. That's crazy. I. Yeah, I mean, doesn't make yeah. any sense. I mean, look, I mean, like just going down that lineup, you know, uh, VR, Brian Anderson, Corey Dickerson, Jesus then, Aguilar. Yeah, Jesus Aguilar, and then you know we'll see what happens with Isan Diaz, like because he only played like forty nine games in his rookie season, so who knows? Yeah, first at bat, homer after ground, or maybe not first at bat, but maybe his first game. I think it was his first game he got a homer after ground. Yeah, like it's. Like it, you're not gonna walk into Marlins Park, going like, yeah, like as another team is going like, yeah, I'm gonna sweep, right? Like, even with my four and five starters, a uh, four and five you know pitching rotation, right? You're gonna have to out hit them. Yes. Yeah, and you should like that's their weakness is their their pitching. Their pitching's not terrible, but it's. But once you go to the bullpen, it's non-existent. Like, True, the bullpen's very bad. It's lineup's gonna get gonna have it's gonna be like a pitch off with the starters, and then like towards you know the back third is going to be when you know a team advances right. right that is actually the mets did do that a lot last year mm-hmm. they would just like hit, hit up the bullpen yeah in fact I mean, there's a like... reason why Degrom has what was it like a 2 and 11 win loss record <laughs> yeah exactly though exactly what was it let's take a look at that it's like uh, 11 and 10 but still oh well yeah okay that's good 
Yeah, but when you got a whip less than one, and then you have the I know, it's, it's ridiculous. Monster. I mean, it should be like, it should be like 20. 20 yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so yeah, as we we just saw, I sent you this earlier uh, a couple days ago, uh, Jose Urena is getting a spot in the Marlins rotation. So yeah. he was like, their like opening day dude recently. Yeah. But uh, but as you see, Sandy Alcantara and Caleb Smith are going to be their go-to guys still, and they're not bad. But yeah. I mean, I didn't even do the research really on the bullpen, but it's safe to say, like, just watching a few games from last season, you could you could tell like it's the equivalent no. of an elephant graveyard for pitchers. Like it's where yeah. you go yeah, before yeah, you yeah. retire. So hopefully they yeah. turn that around. You know, who knows? Maybe Dude. some of these guys in the current rotation go down the bullpen when Sixto comes up. Yeah, that'd be cool. Is yeah. Sixto a starter? Yeah, I guess so. Dude, he's still Fultonovich. Right, right, right. Don't you wish he had him though? Don't you wish you'd rather have Sixto than JT? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I heard this. Um, I heard this funny, awesome story. Is like uh, uh, during one of the games, um, the. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies like more than the loss of a passing of a guy this week who was a scout. Let me look up his mm-hmm. name real quick. Scout. Hang on a sec. Yeah, I believe Ruben Amaro Sr. was his name. Oh, funny. Ruben Amaro, former GM of the Phillies. Is that his name? Shortstop scout. So I believe this is him. Uh, he um, was, I believe, I, I, it's, I believe this is him. Um, he uh, went to, they were telling the story about this awesome story of him. He was scouting for, I think, Miami uh, a few years ago. He went down to Cuba and he was uh, watching this game uh, to find a catcher and what ended up happening was he was looking at this catcher and then saw this pitcher which he wasn't even there for like it, when he said and then he called them and he called Florida and was like hey you got to sign this guy because he's, he's amazing and you know who that was Sixto Sanchez for real yeah so uh. if it wasn't for this guy the Philadelphia Phillies would not have JT Romuto wait Ruben Amaro hold on Oh, maybe okay. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I keep confusing it because it's all confusing. He was a scout for the Phillies, and then the Phillies came down, and then because he went down to Cuba, and then because he saw Sixto Sanchez down there, just unbeknownst to them, he told the Phillies, "Hey, you got to sign this guy." Uh, I see. Okay, so Ruben Amaro, who I know, who as as the former GM of the Phillies, his father, I guess, this yeah, must be his father. You're talking about. Uh, okay. So yeah, without that. We wouldn't Phillies wouldn't have had Sixto Sanchez, and then we would have had nothing to trade for JT. True, true. Yeah. Man, the freaking Marlins were asking the Mets for like Conforto, Nimmo, and Rosario, two of those three, and it's like, and then and then the Phillies just gave up an a, a decent catcher. An yeah, okay I mean, catcher. I wish we still had him. Uh, what's his f- as a backup. 
Oh yeah, oh, he'd, be, he'd be an awesome Asaro. backup. Yeah, oh, my God. I, he'd, I he'd miss like him. I wish backup. he was. I wish we had him over Nap. Oh man, we like Phillies would have destroyed last season if we had Ofaro. Oh yeah, I mean he's awesome. I mean he's he's good. He's good. I mean he should be a starting catcher. Yeah, but he'd be an amazing. He'd be like the best backup catcher. Yeah. Um, that'd be crazy if the Phillies had like the best starting catcher and the best backup catcher. <laughs> <laughs> Phillies. Uh, Phillies had the best defense of all the MLB. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I talk about the Braves for, for you know a hot minute? Uh, obviously, like the power rankings came out. I think they're ranked like four or six. Yeah, high. They're high. Yeah, especially. I mean, even with Marquez is out. Right. Uh, and you know Dansby Swanson filling in you know the power hitting role for uh, uh, what's his name uh. uh Donaldson, thank you. Donaldson. Are you thinking yeah. of Mar- are you thinking of Marcelo Zuna? Oh no, 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 yeah, that. But like, sort of. But like, everyone's also looking for Dancy Swanson to be like, yeah, but you're like also gonna hit too. Yeah, but he, he, yeah, we'll see if he does. He yeah. has so much, he, he has so much hype, and it's like, I don't yeah. know, he was living up to it. So as so starting with just the lineup, you know from. This past weekend, also leading up to opening day, I mean, that's a big story with the whole, like, you know, Marquecas out. And then, like, hey, get to that story in a little bit about Freeman. And a uh, little guy's not going to be on it in week. But with Marquecas out, though, it does leave a hole in. And Ciarte looks like he's going to fill it. But it does put a weak spot that, you know, uh, what do they call it, kink in the chain, that might let teams actually compete against the Braves in series. You all the weakest link. Goodbye. Exactly. Yeah, dude. Um, that's the thing about the Braves is after after Albie's Acuna, Freeman, maybe Ozuna. Although personally, I don't know. I don't. I don't think Ozuna is like a huge threat. Plus, uh, you know, he's like he's getting. He's not in his prime. Put it that way. Yeah. He's yeah. not. He's great. He's great, but we're not talking about Azuna from like five years ago. Exactly. Exactly. To me, like he's, to me, he seems like what I think other fans probably think Brandon Nimmo is like. To me, that's fair. Yeah. You know, but I, I think I don't think people actually would agree with me on that. I think be like, look at the numbers. Azuna's much better. But like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just going off of eye test and bias, but. Uh, I personally think Nimmo is better than Ozuna. But, again, I'm just, you know, being a... I mean, without a doubt, just on a lineup perspective, the 2020 Braves are not the 2019 Braves. No, totally. Like, Donaldson was They've lost huge. holes. Like, they're the equivalent of, like, the Nationals with, you know, losing Rendon. Like, with, you know... Yeah, dude. I mean, we can get into the Nationals in a sec, but, like, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, they're still scary, and their pitching is still good, and they're still good, like, and they're still the favorites and everything, but... Yeah, just getting... And then, like, yeah, away from the lineup, and then once you start talking about the pitching, it's like, oh, right. Shit. Yeah, here's the thing, though, is... I don't know. Soroka, he's, like... He's up there. I don't think he's, like, better than Nola. I I actually... I actually have... I think you're biased because everyone loves DeGrom, but I think Soroka, I think, is up there. With discussions of like who's the top five pitchers in all of baseball, I don't know if you can say. I mean, he's only had one year, right? Uh, two years experience. Oh, let me look. Let me look up his stats. 
Oh wow, he's pretty good. Oh, he's pretty good. So like you know like Degrom's like thirty or like thirty two or something like that right now. Yeah. Yeah. And Soraka's just starting now. Oh yeah. Okay, he'll be good for a while, dude. I love his long ass neck. It's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so long. <laughs> it's, it's the giraffe of Atlanta. Yeah. Is he from? Oh, she's Canadian. Oh, he has huh. my birthday. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm into this dude now. I take every, yeah. I take back everything I said. Yeah. We share the uh, same. Obviously, birthday. he's their one spotter, and then you know, like eventually Cole Hamels will come back. Still, just got that tendonitis thing. And then you know, Max Fried's good too. Uh, it's a good two spot for now. Um, I mean, last season he had like a four ERA. Mm. Uh, but, you know, his whip is good for a tier three spot. And then once Cole Hamels comes back, you know, there's this, it's just a solid, like a soft, not, not like, we're not talking Astros level, but we're talking like, you know, like no one's, you're not going to have like a five ERA five spot. Like right. there's not going to be that again like the kink in the chain like thing like oh let's win here like it'll be like they'll be you'll able to you won't have to unless like it's an off day this rotation's not gonna have to like be expecting anybody to uh retire before the fifth right right but also then speaking of the bullpen like we, we should be talking about like you know the new addition of will smith yeah Huge. I wish the Mets yeah. signed him. Yeah. <laughs> I wish the Phillies signed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coming from uh, Giants, right? And uh, that and Shane Green as closer, like, it's a solid, you know. Yeah. It's a solid thing that's, like, it's going to make them be, you know, the expected uh, NL East winner. Yeah. But we'll see what happens because we'll everything's see. all weird now. I know. We shall see. So, but they almost had an even better lineup, isn't that right? The Braves. What about the? Am I skipping ahead? Wait. Oh yeah, let's let's we'll talk about we'll talk about Mr. Licks in a little bit. We get the stories. But uh, I guess before we talk, go into stories, let's of course talk about World Series champions uh, Nationals. The Nationals. The Nationals. Okay, so big stories from the Nationals. Uh, the third baseman question. For third baseman question. And, uh, I mean, I guess that's it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Okay, so they they beat Baltimore in their ex-hib game. Yeah. Adam Eaton getting hits, man. Oh, like, dude is so pesky and annoying. Like he's the, he's so annoying that it's like, I don't know, man. I like wouldn't even want him on the mats because I think he's so annoying. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, uh, I feel like we're we're both going to be encroaching on like just uh, you know like uh, being haters right now mm-hmm. on the Nationals. <laughs> yeah, like, that's okay. That's okay. It's it's not because they're good or bad. It's just there's just so much expectations in them by everybody, and it's like it just takes a quick research to be like whoa okay like you guys were like the wow you just inched into the wild card spot really because of like what the Mets did what the Mets did mid-season with Diaz and like you just and like you were able to beat the Astros with your team that's awesome uh 
But Juan Soto is not going to carry you through the whole season. Yeah. No, I mean, Rendon was huge, 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 huge. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Estrubal Cabrera, like, he's like, he's a solid veteran. Yeah. But he's not, he's not Rendon. And nor is, uh, nor, nor should he be. And then Carter Keeboom, but he's a rookie. Yeah. I mean, not a rookie, still in minor league. So you have to wait like a week. You so don't have to. Losing, like, Actually, oh, no, I think to. I think he he might have played last year. Actually, I think Where he look. I think he had a little cup of coffee last year. Let's take a look if you have a. Oh yeah, dude, show. he had thirty nine at bats. What? He had 39, 39 at bats and managed to accrue negative one WAR. Okay, let's take a look here. How about that, dude? Two oh nine OBP. What? Ooh. Well, then why? Oh, yeah. I wonder position he played. I think three B. And oh yeah, yeah six. Yeah. What? Oh, I'm looking at the simulated. Wait, hand set. <laughs> what are you doing in the simulated game? No, I'm I'm on Baseball Reference and I'm looking at it right now. So looking oh, at this, the, the sim simulated. season, yeah, is pretty average. Yeah, eleven games, thirty nine at bats. So, oh, he's probably just looking at the games, the at bats. I mean. That's probably mostly a bench guy. Well, last year was, but dude, this year I don't know. Might be a starter. Oh yeah, so I He's, guess his contract there, did start. Yeah, I mean he was like a top prospect for them. Oh, so you don't even have to wait on them. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's screwed if he plays third base like now. Like he <laughs> definitely needs that like month, two weeks to a month of like actually playing at third base where it's not going to count. Yeah. If you know the ball goes past you. Oh, yeah. Or you know the, you know the offhand throw to first base when that happens. I don't know, man. I really now. Okay, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. The thing I think that that actually sets the Nationals apart is their pitching. Now they have unquestionably the best starting rotation in the National yes. League. Yes, and I'm not going to get on that train Please. of what everyone always talks about. Whether you're talking about you know, and someone just watched the Last Dance, you know, talking about Michael Jordan towards the end of his career. Or talking about like Tom Brady at the end of his career, just constantly be like, "Well, he's old." Like, you either have it or you don't, and it doesn't really have anything to do with age if you keep going at it. Like sure. we talk about Matt Scherzer, right? Right. Yeah. So like you know, you could still have amazing less than three ERA, around one WHIP season, just like he did last season. So Signing do you think Strasburg that the again. Phillies? Do you think that the Phillies are able to rock Scherzer because the Phillies are awesome, or because Scherzer is losing it? Did you mean the exhibition game, or are you talking about like just overall? Yeah, season? no, I meant I meant the exhibition game. Oh, the exhibition game. I mean, I it'd be nice if I was actually to see what who's actually pitching, <laughs> broadcast okay. it. True, but you know, for all you know, I mean, like if it was like you know, if Harper and D, it, it was against Harper and Didi, so like that's a good like thing to say one way, like oh, it was because of the lineup. But for mm-hmm. all we know, you know, in the exhibition game, like. Scherzer might have just been like, "Hey, let me see if I can just rock the hundred mile per hour fastball." Oh no, wait. True. I'm thinking Nola. He does have like you know. I think he has a fast fastball, and he can go like, you know, he usually goes like 120 pitches a game. So, you know, might have just been like, "I need to rock this arm, just throwing rockets, uh, mm-hmm. and see what happens." Because it's exhibition. Right. Okay. All right. You're right. You're right. Don't put too much stock into it. You're right. Yeah, but then you got obviously Strasburg and Corbin are awesome and then you know and anibal sanchez like mm-hmm. a great number four 
Yeah. Anybody, if you are less than a four ERA and you're your four spot, you're scary. Yeah. Like as a, as a rotation. Yeah. I don't know who their five is going to be, but yeah, doesn't really matter. So, yeah, and especially with you know the way sixty game season is right now. I mean, like, who even has like a solid four and five spots? I know. Yeah. right now. Yeah, for real. Like, you think even anybody's even going to like go after? Uh, a trade before the deadline with the way the season is oh yeah i, I think so you think so i, don't think, I think there'll be trade i'm not sure if there'll be as many like rental trades but i think yeah. i think there'll be trades of people like last year the mets traded for marcus stroman and he had like one more year on his mm-hmm. contract so like i think there might be more trades like that possibly you think maybe like uh the red Sox will like ask the dodgers like hey can i know we said no gives these backseats but um you mind if we get Mookie back for, Mookie <laughs> back for a little bit? That's pretty funny. Gosh, I can't believe about this Mookie thing, man. Man, guy's going to get paid if this thing works out with Dodgers. But we'll see. It's all rumors. Yeah. Yeah, true. Okay. So, yeah, Nationals. Pitching's what's going to keep them competitive. Lineup's up in the air. Yes. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. See what happens. Gonna watch uh, Baseball's back, baby. It's back. We're watching gonna watch all these games i signed up for mlb.tv so yeah yeah see what happens all right so that's all exhibition talk we've been talking about long-winded expectations and everything let's get right let's get into some stories get in some stories yeah what what was that like a zoo in here. I think, that's the, I, think, I think that's a wild boar. Oh, shit. There's a wild boar on the loose. It's a wild boar, yeah. Okay, so Rob, you want to lead this one off? Yes. Let's see. <laughs> Bored to life. Cespedes back from beyond the whatever hole he fell into <laughs> <laughs> I would have said grave but that's a little too much but he fell into a hole he fell into a hole and now he's back bored to he's, life he's back. limping back into the season he's back do you have one yeah so do you have one is back he's back sounds like he's going to be uh dh for a while yeah, dude. He might even play some left. We'll see. Yeah, ca- catching balls uh, behind the back. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, if he pulls it off in a game, that'd be pretty cool. I'm for <laughs> it. I don't care. I like him. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> dude, ah, that's the thing with the Mets lineup, man. It's just like there's a lot of potential to have huge hits or just like huge strikeouts. Yeah, because the power hitters. Yeah. 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 Launch angle swing, a very uh, uh, the, the 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 how you say uh, a, a taint on the league as of right now, either works or doesn't. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, anyways, about is it Cespedes or Cespedes? You know, the American announcers say Cespedes, but that's probably not how you would actually say it if you were from Cuba. No, I bet. Yeah, so uh anyways. That's like with an American accent is what I'm saying. Oh right, okay, whatever. So 
Yeah, uh, New York Post article read about it uh, from this week. Quote, uh, headline, As remains of Jed Lowry found in wild boar feces, Cespedes vows revenge from armored rascal Scooter. Wow. Yeah, man, that's, uh, I mean, like, that's, like, like it's it's hugely bad. It's just crazy how, like, you know, like, did the wild boars actually even, like, ha- has the debt been settled? I don't think so. I think they're still out for blood. Whoa. I'm, I'm just finally glad they finally found the remains of Jed Lowry. I know. Like, no one's seen him for, like, what has it been, like, well over a year, I think. And he's... I just, I'm just glad his family could finally find peace. I agree. Yeah. So. All gather around. You Oklahoma? For Johnny's date. For Johnny's date. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, as I was telling you, uh, watching the exhibition game from Saturday, I think it was, um, Cespedes, uh, you know, at, at, during summer camp, uh, he was known to be hitting balls, but then not running bases. Right. And then we saw him in exhibition, not running full speed. So it kind of questions like, hey, does this guy need a scooter, rascal scooter to get around the bases once he makes a hit? Yeah. Oh, dude, Marcus Stroman has a tight calf. His day to day. Hey, I think you got, okay. you, you got, you know, DeGrom looks like he's back from muscle tightness. Yeah. Dude, if, if friggin' Stroman does not make his first start, oh, God. <laughs> be in Mets fashion to just be a big swing and miss with all these expectations. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. But anyways, Cespedes, he is. He's like he's. Uh, he, I think he's ready for. He's ready for the plate. Oh, dude, we'll he's say so that. ready. He's so ready. He's so ready, man. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I don't think if he can't run full strength, there's no way he's playing left field at all. Uh, yeah, I don't but, think. He should I mean, play with. Field. Yeah, but I mean, as a bench guy or DH, dude, you know, awesome. it's good to at least have. Um, steady lineup but if you can't run the first base you know, like, what are you gonna do no i agree he'll get he'll get a lot of sack fly rbis this season i'll say that yeah that's my expectation assessment this season yeah that's true that's true i wonder how many like pitchers are going to hit by pitch uh other player other mets people outside assessment as revenge because Cespedes is going to take too long going around the bases that people are just going to assume that he's mocking the pitchers. <laughs> 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 but I'm saying, hey, you know, like, yeah, let's get the guy a rascal, Scooter. Like, come on. Dude, I think we forgot to mention the biggest Phillies-Mets story of the summer camp is that Phillies villain Jake Abrame is now on the San Francisco Giants. Former Met who almost hit Reese Hoskins. Oh, right. Yes. I the way you said his name, I is not how I knew that how you said that like that. I I I messed up saying it. I said Jacob oh. Rame, something like that. How do you say his name? I, I it's Jacob Rame. Like Oh, yeah. Like okay. Rames, I thought it was but one I, single Rame. Obviously, I haven't heard it since like, you know, 
in a year. I thought it was Rom, but whatever. Nah, Ram. Like Van yeah, Rams. Whatever. I think everyone in the NL East is glad he's gone. You know, oh, yeah, especially Reese Hoskins. Too. I'm so, I'm so, uh, every Mets fan was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that was that was something. Yeah, last season. Uh, just uh, uh, talk about it for a sec. You know, uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, he uh, hits by pitch uh, to the dome of Reese Hoskins. But he didn't even get hit. I missed him. Oh, was it? Oh, did he? Yeah, he fell it didn't hit him. It didn't even hit him. It was as near his head. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, which is good. He wouldn't want him to actually get yeah, hit in the yeah, head. Yeah. I think he just is a shitty pitcher, and I don't know. Yeah, it's possible he next... was trying to hit him in like in the back, but it got too close. Right. But then what was it? The next day, uh, uh at bat matchup again, and then Reese nails it out of the park. Yeah, and then does a little fancy trot. That was like the slowest trot of the season. Yes. It was like over 30 seconds long. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's gone. Good. Have fun with the Giants. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. E. Oh, I don't know if you ever looked at this, but I've been getting in a new era uh, hats a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And uh, the spring training games uh, have been having like, well, at, the, at times spring training had spring training hats that every team had and it was like the i don't know how to explain it like it's the it's like an icon of that team superimposed on the logo yeah i don't like those yeah and it worked for the phillies it was looked really good because it was like the bell like the liberty bell and then the phillies put on it but a lot of them like for the mets for instance it's just two letters so it's like how can you superimpose an image on that? Yeah. Like, if you looked up, like, the Orioles, for instance, like, it looks terrible. Yeah, it looks, they all look so bad. The Phillies one is okay, but yes. it, was, it was a bad design idea because it does not work in most applications. Okay, but see, the thing was... Let me just this up. There's Giants. Um, training. Try to remember if it was the, if it was the Giants or uh, the Padres. It was the Padres. Padres. Yeah, their spring training hats look like Swatskas. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. God. Like, that went through people, and people were like, no, that's fine. It was a terrible idea. It's like, I don't know who's deciding this shit, but it's like those black and white players, weekend uniforms, and that, and then this. It's like, God, MLB. Yeah, it was that last season with the Mets. It was like they had these like these white uniforms that almost had like a slight pinkish tone to them. Like it was like all white and it was yeah, like yeah that was the players' what... weekend yeah every yeah. team had it yeah it looked terrible it like awful. it almost like it looks like hey what baseball with pure I know yeah pure baseball yeah pure by Dior <sighs> <laughs> all right what's next what's the next story uh you want to go Met sale or Polar Gate. Uh, Polar Gate. Hey, I read I read this headline actually in the New York mm-hmm. Times. It was, on, it was on the cover. Polar opposition. Pete perturbed about petty picture. Oh, that might have been the uh, afternoon edition. The morning edition when that happened. Uh, Pete Alonzo. I read. Uh, you may be the Aaron Judge. You be the Aaron Judge. A side by side analysis of Adonis Yankees versus Fat Fuck Mets. Dude, that's. 
New York Post, man, they are like suit. They hate the Mets so much, and like they love the Yankees. It's insane. <laughs> oh God, that one is ridiculous. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I don't think we have to spend too much time on this, but basically, the Mets social media team posted a photo of Pete where he looked perhaps a a touch portly. I mean, he is a big. He's like a, a freaking like. He he's got the what is uh, the uh, he's got a little he got a little belly. The, 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 he's, little he's, got, he's got the Babe Ruth body. This is yeah. the reason why he's NL, he's the NLE's rookie of the year and has fifty three home runs. Yeah, polar. yeah, like he's like he has mass, and that's why he gets them out of the park. Yeah, but you know, like if you had the right if, with a guy like that, like he's not gonna have this like you know I'm in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and like it's my time to take the shirt off. Like right. type of guy, he's like, I am one solid. I have the stance of a polar bear. Exactly. So if it's like <laughs> hot out, for instance, yeah, exactly. If it's hot out, for instance, and the camera gets the wrong angle, yeah, you're gonna look like you have a bit of a beer gut. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Whatever. Don't don't body shame New York yeah. Post. Come on. Yeah. Fuck you, New York Post. Yeah. Dicks. Come on. Um, but yeah, what that funny thing about it was, was what happened was they posted that photo on a slideshow on Instagram, and then. Uh, Pete's like, LOL, what? And then, like, then they took it down, and then they reposted it with the photo out of there. Yeah. So like, everyone's like, ugh. Like, yeah. I think they should have let it up, personally. I feel like, it's going to live on no matter what. Yeah, it's on the internet. It's not, like, if anything, like, you just made it worse. Yeah. By calling attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's the next one? Oh, the sale. The Mets yes. sale. Yes. The biggest story, obviously, uh, I don't know what, uh, like, I'm sure there's other headlines around there, but uh, the biggest news stories in the NL East right now are obviously all of the Mets right now. <laughs> so I read, yeah, I read, that, that's non-COVID related. I read, uh, I read this headline in the New York Post. Crazy. Here we go. I read this. I'll just read this. This is what I read. This I'm holding the paper right here. Here, you can hear the paper in the background. Oh, you're, you're cutting out. That's the paper. Oh. Okay, well, anyways, I'll just continue. Here we go. New York Post headline. Ice cream, Cohen. Mets fans licking the balls of a criminally delicious bitter. Damn, Ugh, man. Gross. Ugh, gross. They're just, like, going gross. for, like, sex stuff now. It's like, whatever. Gross. Ugh. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's just these stories just going on and on about, like, this Mets sale going on with these three bitters. I mean, like, and, like, it's going, like, the war, like, with just this, these high-rising high costs. Like, I read, like, an article from New York Post that said, Apocalypse Now Angel investor and cherub Alex Rodriguez battles Dark Lord Steve Cohen over lesser-known New York team. Oof. Man, this, they just love the Yankees too much. Yeah, yeah but... Uh, <sighs> I mean, it's a weird situation. I'll say that. Uh, I think it's not going to get better once the team is sold. I just think that yeah. there's so much hate for the Wilpons that at this point it's like anything's better so yeah here's my here's my two cents um first of all fuck steve cohen Mm -hmm. he's literally a criminal okay he's straight up a criminal and it's not the kind of it's oh he's reflected and gotten no 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 he would do it again if he if he didn't get caught you know what i mean yeah so fuck that dude uh a rod also a cheater in baseball so, but I would rather someone cheat in baseball than 
cheat like people out of money in real life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but he did already try you know to I'm cheat. Talking about? <laughs> did already try to cheat people. He didn't specifically say it, but like earlier this week he was talking about like or last week he was talking about like quote revenue sharing uh between the players. Dude, but revenue like, sh- they was... should have revenue sharing. Yeah. So we'll see what he you, meant you by that. Everyone, me. everyone no, everyone was kind of inferring that he was talking about salary cap. Oh yeah, he I think he he straight up did. Here's dude, I mean, I'm, you know, pretty much an anti-capitalist, so I don't think that anyone in baseball should make as much money as they do. Oh, but, yeah, I know. But if if that money is going to exist in baseball, it should be much, much, much more evenly and fairly distributed. Um, yeah, it's insane that, like, you want these, like, pr- like the minor league baseball is, like, the most insane thing ever. Yeah. Like, because, I mean, at the end of the day, when you're talking about, like, arbitration cases between, like, yeah, it's um, so fucked. these players, like, you're talking about, like, you're going to really, like, cry tears when you find out when, like, you know, uh... Uh, Pete Alonso is in, you know a second year arbitration cause in a few years, and it's like, oh, he's only getting one point two million. Yeah, it's like, shut up. Yeah, like- <laughs> no, for real. I totally agree. So it's like, honestly, like I'm not against salary caps, but I, I would be against the owners just making, just pocketing all the extra money that they would be saving. Yeah, because it doesn't even make any sense because at the end, especially with Steve Cohen, like when you're talking about like average, like especially an average like competitive team salary is about like $180 million. Yeah. And, you know, and like the big five, the top five, when you're talking about Yankees and Red Sox and Dodgers, like they're more towards the 220 side. Yeah. But average speaking, like a competitive team is about $180 million. But like the revenue is like a billion dollars a year. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, and somehow there's like a cares? story out there. It's like, oh, the Mets lose fifty million dollars a year. It's like, yeah, fucking right. <laughs> like, and he's on the dollar. Like, yeah, it's people. like Steve maybe, Cohen's worth twelve billion dollars. Yeah, but like maybe for your taxes they lose fifty million dollars a year. But like, come on, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. So so like, if there was a salary cap, and then the owners also like prices got cheaper you know minor leaguers got paid more stadium workers got paid more uh yeah yeah so um, I, i'm for it in that way but, but you know if you're just if you're just doing a salary cap and that's it then that's not great yeah uh i don't know it, it doesn't look like it's i mean at the end of the day like MLB baseball is controlled by the 30 owners. So Oh, I know. Nothing's I know. really I mean, not, ever going to get changed. Uh, no, I totally know. I mean, I'm just I'm just talking like pie in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> I totally like, know. It's kind of funny even if even if you brought somebody in a, a very altruistic owner trying to buy a team, uh I think it still has to be approved by all the other owners. True. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so like it would never happen. <laughs> it's just it's just so funny to me that like Every Mets fan is like, Steve Cohen, you're going to save us. It's like, no. no, he's just some other rich asshole. Like, very, very much an asshole. Very well documented. Yes. His assholishness. Um, now he can't even sign Mookie Betts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what's, what, do you want You want to do just so he can, like, sign JT Realmuto? Possibly. It's, like, ridiculous to... Yeah go so crazy over just like i mean i'm gonna i'm just like very coming from the point of like a mets fan who's like reading like mets twitter and, and the reddit page and all that stuff but people are just like salivating 
Oh yeah, I've been reading it, and it's kind of like you. Uh, well, anyways, I'm gonna get on a little bit of rant here, Rob, because about this whole Mets sale and like the three bidders yeah. right now. Like yeah. just from a take from a non-biased, non-Met fan. Okay. Even though I'm kind of a Mets fan, but I'm not really. Go Phillies. <laughs> so there are three. So just the, let's break it down. All right, it's talking about Steve Cohen. Right. It's Steve Cohen. You got J. You got sorry. Uh, yeah, you got uh, J. Rod. Yeah, and who wouldn't want J. Lo is awesome come on yes and and i will get to that of why i think i think all three are terrible people like uh, not jayla but j-rod itself like the entity itself right right and i'll get to it but he is like that group is like the best but it's a really weird situation because he has like you know apparently like 50 athletes under him right now like backing right oh yeah 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 yeah. oh yeah so you got j-rod you got steve cohen and then you got this harrison blitzer group so let me, let me get on a little rant about all three. Just, just uh, uh, let me get into it. Okay, so yeah. first we got the Steve Cohen thing that we've been talking about, and I basically call that uh, made off to electric boogaloo because it's nice. basically what's going to happen. Yeah, and you know, I actually came up with a pun that I can't believe has never actually been used before. Like, cause, speaking of made off, because like you know he he made off with the, all his money, fucked over the Mets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, how has no one ever said? Uh, made off with all my money. I I think they have. I they've mean, had to, right? Yeah, they've had to. It seems like that. that's an easy... That's easy. It's low-hanging fruit. Yeah, low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Anyways. So, yeah. Like, Steve Cohen, we've been into it already. Like, he's a venture capitalist, and I think, honestly, with those venture capitalist firms, those people, like, they don't look at intrinsic value of things or, like, you know, societal good. Uh, nor keeping assets. They're going to leverage assets that they have and then sell them off piece by piece until, like, the Mets are nothing. Yeah. And I'm not even talking about just people. Uh, I'm talking, like, everything involved inside the Mets would eventually be sold off. And then who knows? You know, maybe, like, we're going to be talking about, you know, the, uh, uh, the, um, what, what, what is everyone saying right now? The, this, I forgot what city, but I'm just pulling one out of my ass. Um, like, the, um, God damn, it's hot in this room. Uh, the, the, um, the, yeah, sorry. Please <laughs> no, it's cut hot around this. It's hot here, yeah. too. I, uh, I took my I shirt was, off. I was going to say, <laughs> in about, maybe in about five or ten years, we're going to be talking about the New Orleans Mets. Ooh, don't you even dare. But, dude, I, that's you're... That's what I'm saying. I know. With a, with a, with a, with a capital group like that, you're talking with people... The guy sees value in something, but he sees value in then getting a return on it. Yeah. And we're not just talking about revenue sharing. Like, re- revenue, re- just revenues from games. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's like... People people are, like, convinced. Like, he loves the Mets. He grew up loving the Mets. He's the biggest Mets fan. He, like, wants them to win. It's like, why, why do you... There's no really good reason for you to actually think that. Like what? Like you read some news article that was like, he likes the Mets. It's like, uh, okay. But he doesn't give a shit about baseball, really. I mean, he might no. be a fan. I don't know, man. I I do not trust him. People, people like have so much faith and trust in him already based on like literally no evidence. In fact, based on evidence for the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't hate the whale pond that much. No, I know it's crazy. Like, oh man, I mean, the will the, the will puns for me. The worst thing about them is that they are so opaque about everything they do. 
yeah ha- like robinson cano hitting third like that kind of bullshit it's like but it's so doofusly okay i know and it's that so you can see right through it i know like, and with... then it's so upsetting it's just like why would they why would you do that like what are you doing yeah like makes no sense yeah like the closest the phillies got was last season the the bro the bro love between um sean rodriguez and gabe kapler like it was oh, so yeah. like why is he still playing I'm like, it's like oh because you're best friends okay whatever yeah okay so anyways i'm going to talk about the uh, i'll get to to j-rod last because that's the big one i mean that's the most high profile but the middle one i the meet here is this uh harrison blitzer group and the quote-unquote silent partner which might have been sheldon adelson but uh is apparently he has denied it personally i think he denied it because uh, he makes his money in gambling and he doesn't want to <laughs> get people to know that a, a gambling, a guy who's made his money in Las Vegas is going to be an investor in a baseball team. Right. But as I've done the research on Harrison Blitzer, uh, I call them quote unquote confessions of a billionaire shopaholic starring Isla Fisher as Harrison Blitzer, Hugh Dancy as Fred and Jeff Wilpon and uh, John Goodman as Mr. Met. <laughs> Cause nice. This group is buying up everything. Uh, let me. Good one. Uh, Good one. Phone. So, Harris and Blitzer are two guys that own uh, the holding company, Harris Blitzer Sports Entertainment. And they own, uh, they own the 76ers, the New Jersey Devils, English Premier League Club Crystal Palace, and Newark's Prudential Center. And yeah. just back in January... They purchased a seven percent stake in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, I think this goes back into my original theory that I told you about before. How uh, these billionaires they want to buy not just the Mets, but the idea of City Field in the area around oh, it. Yeah, hugely. Like, because they want to, because they see more money in like the quote unquote bridge and tunnel people coming in to see a baseball game and then spending an entire day. Right. Like at quote unquote probably like City Field Promenade. Right. You know? Like all the areas around there. And we're not just talking about, you know, dive bars and you know, like the cool bar. Uh you go to a before and after game, but like, you know, you bring a family of five, you go to a Dave and Busters, go there, go shopping, go see a movie. Then go see the game or something like that. Yeah. Like they see that. So like when you see the Terrace Blitzer group, like they want to buy like they're not looking to buy teams, they're looking to buy like a foot foothold into uh the area around it and especially i mean you would probably agree with this too no both from pittsburgh like that seven percent share uh into the pittsburgh steelers like that north side area where heinz field is it's like up and coming yeah. like why would they not want to be putting a stake in to also get into that gentrification bubble right so that's what i think yeah, yeah. dude I, I that is by far i mean even more than like steve cohen this this group i it's like it's like the worst of both worlds for me it's like okay you have the billionaires who don't give a shit about anything and they like just own all these other teams and are kind of shitty at it uh yeah yeah, that sucks i I do i do not want them at all like i could even imagine like if they bought it there were like the next day they'd be talking about building a casino down by city field oh definitely definitely yeah like and that would definitely also happen with steve cohen like if he was buying the area as well you're gonna see city casino yeah i mean 
J-Rod, they want to build shit, too, out there. Yeah, well, the Wilpons have been trying to do it forever. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, New York City development is this whole, you know, it's a whole it's a whole thing. You know, it's not, it, we live in a capitalist society. There's nothing wrong, like, inherently well, wrong. I mean, well. yeah, yeah, I know. Well. That's a different pot. But I mean, like, there's nothing pot. wrong uh, to that. I mean, like, there's nothing wrong doing that if that's also already been done, been done everywhere else. Like, I it's not like, well, it's something different is what I'm saying. Right. It's not a new form. It's not a new form. Right. It's still not good. I mean, in my opinion, good. again, a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, different podcast. Okay, but okay. So. I mean, hey, if you want to get into, you know, socioeconomic policy discussions. <laughs> <laughs> the twins of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves that in their baseball podcast, right? That's what yeah, people listen no one, to no podcasts. No one's watching baseball, baseball for escapism. Baseball for. Yeah. We should make a combined uh, social justice baseball <laughs> podcast. Because, you know, sports fans love that. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, Especially baseball right now, fans. Like with, uh, what was it? Where'd Kapler go? The Padres? Oh, like him yeah. and people already started taking knee. Which, no, it's great. You know, I think it's awesome. I think it's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. But it's like. Uh, the fans are like. Ugh. I'm like, ah, people are going to get. I don't. I want baseball back. I don't want to. I don't want to. I just want three hours every other day just be like, I can escape into something. Like, it's like, like, good, but, like, and it's not that they're doing it, it's that you have, like, every, like, the viewers going, like, go, like, oh, well, that's, that's, they should express their opinion, or, oh, like, that, it, what are they trying to do or something, but instead, it's, like, it's just gonna be this wave of just, baseball's fucking bullshit, like, just doing this, bam, baseball, bleh, and it's just like this, like, can you just, can you just pick another hill to die on please i know no i i totally support and think it's great that they do it and i wish more athletes would do it uh but yeah fuck those racist ass fans man yeah i mean look we've all been in the 400 section of any of any baseball game like we know like uh it's it's just their blood is just filled with miller light and hate uh, it's gonna get voiced out there, and like, especially like, cause we're just given just a morsel of baseball this season. <laughs> a just, morsel, yeah, yeah, just for it to just be drowned out by just a wave of just like vitriol. And it's kind of like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I know. I'm not mad at the players for kneeling though. I'm mad at the racist fans for no, reacting. I even, I even agree. I, I, I want to do more research on this just to, just to find out about it. But I mean, like. I think, for instance, like the demographic of Black American baseball is almost non-existent to the point of it's almost extinct. No, I know. Like, it, I, Curtis Granderson, great, great, awesome dude. Uh, yeah, just retired. Yeah, he's been like leading. A, he like opened a stadium in Southside Chicago. Oh, cool! Speci- specifically to try to get more um, kids from that area, mostly Black kids. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, baseball. It's that. I mean, like, I think that, you know, like, I think it's, like, it's two things. Getting away from this, I'll, I'll get back to this uh, third thing. But, like, I think, <laughs> like, for instance, like, the, uh, uh, I think it really stemmed back. It's two things. One, baseball got really expensive to play as a kid in the late 80s, early 90s. Right. And, like, no one today, 
I'm not talking about like, ah, oh, kids these days just play video games. But like, literally today, no one could grab a group of people, uh, like, you know, a group of kids. Like, let's say, get a group of like 10, 15 kids together and then go to a field with their gloves and mitts. I mean, with their mitts and bats. And right. then play a pickup game or something like that. Right. Because what happens? You go to a field and it's like, hey, we're, uh, we're this uh, interleague team right now. We, we got the field here for this. Right. Yeah. And then I think in the 80s and 90s also, like, what happened was was the cultural revolution of basketball, especially with, like, Michael Jordan, for instance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, and so what happened was, like, you know, like, the, uh, like, the, yeah, like, the American black population was kind of like, oh, like, basketball's shit. Fuck yeah. Let's, let's do that. Because, like, before that, you know, like, you had, like, Dr. J and whatnot, and, like, people were watching it, but, like, everyone was into baseball. And then it slowly over time became this almost, like not saying like oh white sport or something like that but like definitely like if there's like a bipoc person on the team like they probably came from like they probably came abroad like um central or south america or like the uh, you mean coastal. now yeah now yeah now yeah yeah like, no no totally totally true yeah. um so yeah. yeah no it's definitely a problem that baseball needs to put a lot of um resource into yeah, and again, it's one of those things, like, you only become a fan of baseball or you become a player of baseball if you grow up playing base- baseball. Right. Yeah, right. so if you don't start young, there's going to be a lost interest and in player base for it. Yeah, dude, p- the people who run baseball are so stupid. <laughs> yeah, like, there's freaking, like, three batter rule, three minimum batter uh. rules, like, to get more people involved with it. And it's kind of like, hey, um, you basically have, like, one female player uh, one female coach and you basically the first have time ever yeah the first time ever and you have like there's there's no like black american viewer base into baseball right now like people uh, like black americans are more focused on you know other sports like football and basketball right i mean uh, i guess i mean right there's a very small percentage of it yeah not no but like you know like it, it's like it, it just doesn't uh, exist i mean it barely exists right so uh that uh, that's just my two cents on it but yeah, yeah. um sorry to digress the, everybody yeah. okay so there's other thing going back to the third group i call of alex rodriguez and j-lo also known as j-rod now i call this the franco now what is the franco well it's a little show called general hospital and in 2010 in 2010, James Franco, uh, actor and experimental artist James Franco, uh, he want, he was infatuated with the show General Hospital, a soap opera on ABC, long running. He loved the show so much that he wanted to be on General Hospital, so he asked to be a part of the show. So in 2010, James Franco was casted on General Hospital, as the char- and his character's name was Franco. This is real. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> in tw- yes. So, he signed on for like 30 episodes in 2010, and he was cast as a villain, Franco. So, he's cast as a villain, and uh, he uh, comes on the show because he's written in the show as one of like the main uh, protagonist shows, Jason Morgan, and he's like a number two to like the town mafia, basically. And he, like, gets away with killing people, and he makes a lot of money. But he's, like, a hearty gold type of guy. It's called uh, Stone Cold. Like, mm-hmm. it's his nickname. Uh, so 
comes to town because like he's jealous because he finds out he's possibly his brother and like he has all his money all his wealth and so like franco comes in on the show uh as a experimental artist who puts uh, who puts up galleries of like faux murder scenes like uh, like experimental galleries and whatnot of like hey murders and whatnot so he's doing that and he's also stalking jason morgan and he is uh yeah doing that being creepy starts being creepy around uh jason morgan and whatnot and then it got to the point where then eventually franco uh starts turning to an actual serial killer and then starts murdering a bunch of people mm-hmm. uh and then eventually uh jason morgan's like sort of like it's, it's basically like a nephew but like his like he thought that michael was a what was his son but it wasn't like, it, it, like the guy who's in charge of the mafia is actually his son but he's not really his son but whatever the point is michael goes to jail and jason goes to jail to protect him like force he gets in and franco uh pays a what happens is franco in order to get to jason uh pays an inmate to beat up and sexually assault michael so uh this i'm going somewhere with this by the way uh (laughs) so he beats up so uh, he beats up and sexually assaults uh michael and then later in the series later in the series Franco then, as a coup de gras, I guess, I don't know, the cherry on top of everything, he uh, traps Jason in a room and then trap and then drugs uh, Sam, who is Jason's love interest, in a room. And then Jason is on is viewing on video as Franco then sexually assaults Sam while she's unconscious. This happens on a daytime TV show, by the way. Oh, so, yeah. so I call this the Franco. Because all of that of what I just said is essentially 2001 to 2012 of Alex Rodriguez. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he was a person that, like, was doing steroids in 2001, 2003 because his contract was really high. And he was like, I got to compete. So I'm going to take steroids. And then he virulently, I don't know, like, uh, angrily said, uh, denied it always right and to the point that he was suing mlb commissioner's office hospitals children's hospitals the company that he was actually taking the performance enhancing drugs from and was like no screw you like i actually and then like and then eventually got caught and then what was it like towards the end of his career then he retired for one year and then like yeah he was suspended for one year and then came back like Mm -hmm. did all this like mean shit that was kind of like this guy kind of sucks uh, but he was hitting awesome things. So, going back to Franco. So, after all of this, James Franco, the actor, goes, you know what, I don't really want to do this anymore. I only did it for 30 episodes, so bye. So, rather than write off the character, because General Hospital doesn't do that, they kept the character Franco and then recasted the role. Oh, yeah. To another guy. That's what they do. Roger Howarth. And Franco, at the time, played by James Franco, was so creepy and so hated that like it didn't make any sense so roger howarth instead got onto the role and he turned in he accidentally became so good and so funny with the character that they slowly rewrote over time everything i just said <laughs> nice so for instance when he was a serial killer it turned out he had a brain tumor and that's what caused him to do all that stuff 
when he paid a inmate to sexually assault Michael, what he actually happened was that he just paid the inmate to just beat him up, and then the inmate took it too far. Later, it's then also said when he sexually assaulted Sam, what in fact happened was, was that he just made Jason believe that because according to the video, he then carried her into another room and then turned it off, but then said, I never actually did it. I just made you think I did. Ah. And this character became so well-liked that he's now on the show and he's a good guy. I see what you're doing here. Yes. So, everything I just said was... Going back to Alex Rodriguez, is him being an announcer on ESPN Sunday Night Sunday Night Baseball and marrying J Lo, well beloved uh, Brook, uh, Bronx, Bronx. How do you say Bronxite? Bronx, uh, Bronxite, Bronxite. Yeah, like New York love, you know, yeah, stuff like that. Like he has built up such goodwill that it it completely erased his past. Right, and that's why I call him. The Franco. <laughs> well, I call it the group the Franco. Yes. Yes. Yeah, dude. Um, no, I agree. I mean, I, I totally get the reservations of, of A-Rod for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that is, in my summation, why no, 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 there's no, there's no win, win here for Mets fans. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know. I know. It's almost the best case scenario is just... For the will pawns never to sell. Best case scenario would be for them to, like, not try to run it themselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, have a new CEO. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Jeff Wilpon is such an idiot. That's really where the problem is. Is is it's the... too bad that you know just J Rod just can't buy into that. Like just buy into the CEO spot, right, right. But well, you know, Will Ponds want to get paid out. They're Will, done. They're Will, tired. Will Ponds are so stupid, dude. Like that's also why the Steve Cohen deal fell apart in the first place. Is because like Jeff Wilpon wanted to maintain SNY, right? Well, SNY oh, no, 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 that thing. He it wanted was SNY. To, he, and, SNY yeah, is like thing, a separate yeah. thing, but he wanted to maintain yeah. like control. Like he wanted to keep his job for five more. He wanted years. to be CEO for like five more years. Yeah, yeah. it's like what? I'm like, uh, no, dude get yeah. out of here yeah uh yeah ridiculous really. actually looking at it now everything we talked about kind of makes sense i think jeff wilpon probably wanted to make sure all the skeletons were swept out before handing over the reins so he doesn't get caught <laughs> yeah possibly possibly yeah dude we did it Whew. yeah so anyways just before we get out of here expectations of this weekend oh i'm so excited though i'm so excited that's my that's like my top expectation just i'm just so excited so excited we got what do we got we got uh who who the mets playing the braves degrom soroka yeah and then nats are playing the yankees and uh phillies are playing the fish yeah so and it's gonna be weird man like it's like i don't i don't have any expectation for who's gonna win even though I kind of downloaded DraftKings and just put bets on them. Small bets, but yeah. Did you put bets like for the Phillies? No. You okay. Said, you did? Yeah, I'm not I don't I don't bet for against Phillies cuz I already enjoyed the game enough. Uh I will say though and you're not going to be happy with this. I actually 
bet against the Mets, Ooh. but only because um, they are the favorite mm. for the opener. Interesting. And I was kind of like, like oh, like that's yeah, because of the pitcher matchup. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of like oh, especially when I found out about like the Grom. I mean, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about like a thousand dollars. I'm talking about like five bucks. But yeah, like, right. well, do you also like, know it's... about the Mets opening day record? What's the Mets opening day record? Well, they have the best record of any baseball team on opening day like in the history of their franchise yeah. like they they just traditionally win on opening day yeah i bet that uh, but yeah maybe maybe they're hiding Degrom's backsmithness still they're 38 know. and 20 on opening days which is a 655 yeah percent right yeah uh so darn my five bucks <laughs> um no i hope that i hope they win I hope they never lose. Of course. <laughs> 60 and 0. Yeah, I I mean like jokes aside, I don't think other than the fish, I think every team in the NL East is going to be plus or minus 30-30 at the end of the season. Oh yeah. They're all so 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 close. I don't people are like, "Oh yeah, like people I don't know. Like other people are like, "Oh yeah, the Braves and the Nationals are here and the Mets and the Phillies are here," but like I think they're all in, like, one big four-team group. Yeah, and, I mean, outside of, like, the Yankees, like, and possibly the Rays, um, just, it's going to be very difficult for the Blue Jays, especially without a home field. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> without a home field, and the Orioles, and who else? Oh, and the Red Sox, to, like, battle it out with that, 20 outside games in the NL East. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. It's it's going to be it's going to be difficult and I feel really really bad for the Orioles cuz everyone is expecting them across baseball to be like I feel bad for you guys, I'm sorry. Like they're going to get murdered. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Dude, yeah, do you want to do like do you want to do impromptu predictions? impromptu predictions Just like right sure. now off the top of your head okay i don't know i mean the for the season numbers, i mean for the season oh for the season yeah like who wins the division wild card all that shit <sighs> okay so the for the i mean just starting at the wild card though because you have to go across all the nl i don't i, I well i think you should we should go division wild card and then the playoffs okay so if we i were to, to put just, you know. uh, yeah sure if i were to put money on it just as a safe bet obviously the braves the braves yeah are going to be because they're the team to beat right like without a doubt yeah i think a lot of people in washington are going to get sad this season yep i think they're going to be like oh no what happened yeah like um i think phillies as well as Mets, have something to prove. I think they're underrated, and I think they're about to get the gates blasted open on them, on all expectations. Yeah. I think that I, I, I love the fact that, you know, the Marlin, not Marlin, uh, Phillies and the Mets are playing 10 games against each other this season, like within two and a half months. Yeah. Like, that's going to be real fucking fun to watch because it's basically two teams are going to battle it out for, I think, the wild card spot. Oh, I totally agree. 
Okay, but because this is actually shortens. a long conversation. I didn't really realize how long. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't do. But this. I was gonna say because then of the other NL groups, though, like would you question if because it's only you're talking about a of like you're only talking about sixty games that like it's very likely that whoever places third in the NL East is no way going to be the same as a lopsided division over a six game series in another division. Right. I mean, the wild card could be two NL East teams. It's possible, but I don't see it because of the lot. It's just hard to explain. Like, cause I think like the reds, for instance, I think they might win the division. Yeah. I mean, but they have to go up against the Cardinals, so it's kind of uh, card. Ugh. Cards are going to win the NL Central, like just uh, it's just it just is like it's just it, yeah it's an inevitability. That's close, <laughs> I know. I yeah, it's close, close, but I and think the Brewers, that the Reds yeah. are going to end up because yeah. the thing is the NL Central as yeah I don't know about like I don't know they got I mean they got you know um, uh, what's his face um, right field. Um, uh, starts with the Y. Um, Wait, which team are we talking about? Yelich, the Brewers. Oh, that's all they have, though. Yes, yeah, and they have, have a closer. I, yeah. Uh. Yeah, I, it just it just seems that like with it, like the NL East, for instance, only has one expected less than five hundred. I mean, less than four fifty, let's say, team. Right. Whereas the other groups have at least two. And they also have to play another division that has right. also has two teams for it. So I think the re- the thing is is that the NL East is going to end up having a bunch of plus minus one 30 for 30 teams. And then like the team that – like the Braves are probably – I would expect them to only be like 34 wins. And then the Nats uh, – not the Nats. Uh, the Phillies and the Mets are going to be like, you know, it's going to be like 31-29 or right. uh, then like 32-28. Right. Like that's what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's why it's so hard to get the wild card. But it's easy to say the Braves, but like I'm biased, and I think the Phillies are gonna, like you know, blast it all open. Yeah, but, I'm biased but, too. I mean, I think the Mets. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, mean more like more awesome. like I hope. You know, I hope I have expectations. Yeah, but then, and hope. All right, we can leave uh, it there. Yeah, uh, you know, I think the AL East is gonna be something. Uh, it's gonna be a weird threat on both sides. Yeah that makes any sense it's like somehow we're a threat to them but then they're a threat to us at the same time yeah but like the red sox and the orioles and the blue jays you know it would be surprising if they went anywhere yeah like the like toronto's gonna show up to compete and they they might win game one but once you get into that because i forgot his name uh but he came from the dodgers um Mookie Betts. <laughs> no, the uh, what's his name? Uh, Ryu. Oh, Verdugo. Oh, R- Ryu. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ryu. Yeah, he uh, like he's gonna he's like this amazing starter for them for the one spot. Right. So like you know, it's very with and you know with Vlad and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, they'll be good. They'll be good. Shit. But yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can we can we can cut it off. We're just kind of yeah. All right. All right, dude. So let's. Uh, Opening yeah, day okay. tomorrow. Well, for the Nash Nationals, the Nash Thursday and fr- okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, uh, 
may baseball be forever in your heart to soar as high as a, a Mets throwing a ball and then the Yankees hitting it out of the field. Indeed. All right. Until next time. Until next time.